Would you like to go on a quest? Hello and welcome to another episode of Quest Me. My name is Josh. I am the host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network, and I am excited to be here on this Saturday evening, which is weird because we're normally here Thursdays, but today we're live Saturday because we have a special guest that we'll get to in just a minute that, you know, has other obligations on Thursdays. And it also gave us a little more time to watch this this week's epic episode of the Book of the Mandalorian. Um, again, my name is my name is Josh. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can add me on at, at twist my arm cast uh, you can also go to our new website it is up and running um i wasn't going to promote it but it is you know jesse's been doing it so i guess i might as well do it twistmyarm.net is the new address for our website um we are still working on it a little bit it looks very similar to what it used to there's a few little tweaks and changes but yeah check that out twistmyarm.net you can find our store there with all of our t-shirts and you can find all of our different shows sun but inevitable marvel can of madness intrepid dm journeys best flicks quest me all the all the good stuff um also just search for twist my arm on facebook and instagram and you'll you'll find us there so all of that out of the way there's so much to talk about this week but of course, we can't really talk about Star Wars. This this wouldn't be a Quest Me Season 3 without my wonderful co-host. His name is Justin. How are you today, sir? I'm well. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm tired. I drove home yesterday from... from Nebraska. Nebraska. Good old Nebraska. Um, it, was, it was a good time going out there visiting a lot of old friends and stuff. Um, but it was a long drive. And, uh, to say the least, huh? Still a little like, what do we say earlier? Uh, road Jet lag. <laughs> road lag. Yeah. You're you're yeah. so distorted from that one hour time difference. Yeah, pretty much. But it's good to have you back. Last week you weren't here. Um, yeah, it's, so um, it's good to have you back. Emergency family shit come up, but we're all. Yeah, it happens, of. man. It happens. I'm glad everything is okay. Thank and you, things thank are on you. the up and up. Yes um and, and and again it's great to have you back i don't have to like share your your segment pieces without you and be like well this is what justin picked and i'm pretty sure this is why uh, uh, but <laughs> he felt it no. looked cool and i do too yeah. <laughs> yeah we have two episodes this is this is the second to last episode of this season of quest me so um it's getting good and i'm really excited to uh to have you back and i'm also really excited to have our guest this week he is a twist my arm frequent flyer i think is what i said on the on the uh the description um he's been on a, a bunch of different star wars shows his band has been featured a couple times a couple of his bands a couple different ones um the latest one being lost relics um there was an interview with them about a year ago now if you go back to the twist my arm podcast you'll be able to find them but anyway his name is Jake. How are you? What's up? Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. It's so good to have you back and talking Star Wars. It's been a minute. Fuck yeah. You have no mm. idea. I don't. I don't have a lot of Star Wars 
super fans like myself in my close circle. So this is like a treat for me. Yes, it's it's great to have you back, and and it was it was wonderful talking to you and Jess last time. How's how's yeah, yeah. Alex doing? You guys have been playing some shows recently, right? We we played a few before the end of last year, and uh, we're taking some time off. We're getting ready to record. Hopefully, early summer. So we're taking nice. some time off. Yeah. Nice. Hey, you got to do that. Just writing and pre-proing and shit. Yeah, yeah you always got to do that to kind of recharge yeah. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, man, it's great to have you back. It's great to have Boba there yes. as well. Um, always got to have uh, the mascot, you know, <laughs> somewhere, right? Yeah, he's not oh. taking too much of the frame, is he? I mean, he hasn't been around lately in the book of Boba Fett, so. Oh nice man, we'll talk about that for right? sure. <laughs> I, I find that to be kind of funny. Um, but there's there's so much to talk about for this week's episode. I mean, I I knew that like with, with Filoni and Favreau, like we know how they like to write. We know that they yeah. love nostalgia. That they love the yeah. fans. They love to cater to us fans. Yeah. I just didn't realize the extent to which they were going to cater to us until I'm very thankful. Shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's great. Um, and, and it's, it's only fitting this week's episode is called out from the desert comes a stranger. It's directed by Dave Filoni. That's so fitting. Of course it is. Of yeah. course he would direct like the best episode, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have to kind of assume that, this is probably the best episode of the season, right? Because agreed so far, yes. I yeah. mean, most most series, you know, you have you have the build up, and then you have the really really awesome episode, and then the final episode that kind of wraps everything up with a nice little bow. Granted, this probably won't do that very much. I don't. I don't see. No. I, 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 I think it leaves more questions. Over. It leaves like so many different. Uh, time our time uh, differences to go on to, and then you bring them back all in together. I'm so excited. I I, th I think Mandalorian season three is gonna be the answer to the cliffhanger to the end of this season. Agreed. So it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a while until it really gets tied up into a bow. And there has to be. Oh my goodness! Hello, Jesse. Thanks for joining us. Pointy teeth Squidward is his new favorite Star War. Oh. I. Love that. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, by the way, if you're listening in podcast land, we are live. Uh, we do this yes. live normally every Thursday. This week we did it Saturday evening. Um, I did give a little bit of a uh, heads up on that. But if you're listening in podcast land, come and, come and hang out with us. We got the chat. We hang out um, and, and talk to you guys. And it's good to, good to hang. So thanks for joining us, Jesse, and other people that are here. Um, anyway, this again is i think going to be the best and like you said there's going there's going to be a huge cliffhanger here oh yeah and that's going to i don't know what what exactly i, I mean the, the possibilities oh. are endless at this point so, i feel like so here, I mean, here's what i'm here's what i'm thinking what's we know kenobi is going to come out before ahsoka or mandalorian season 3 but what's going to come first mandalorian season 3 or ahsoka cuz it could tie up to that next I before think Mandalorian. Mandalorian season three, and then us, and then Ahsoka. I think so. Let me, uh, let me just. I believe so too. Really quick. Okay. Okay. Well, that. Um, see, so I'm just saying it's going to be spread out between all those those three shows at least. 
Well, here's. I was and, thinking and, that they were gonna tie in Kenobi to everything. No. Well, no, because it's like way I, fucking later. Is it? Or way earlier? It's only like nine, earlier. five to nine years after the Empire or BBY or some shit. It's no, it's gonna it's gonna be when Luke is about like four years four. old, five years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. Well, right, right now in the Mandalorian, he's like in his forties or late thirties. Yeah, and and uh, a new hope was when he was nineteen. Yeah. So it's about. Oh, I had my timeline all jacked yeah, up. I'm it's sorry. It's about fifteen yeah. years before a new hope. Yeah. It's gonna be like right when yeah. Kenobi is kind of in the like in exile of his period. solitude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the end of episode years. three. It's like four years after that. Let's put it that way. There. For some reason, I was thinking Kenobi is four years after uh, Return of Jedi. For some reason. No, it'd be Revenge of the Sith. So, Mandalorian season three has already been basically confirmed to come out uh, this fall. Okay, cool. what's Ahsoka? I, what's Ahsoka? Uh, Ahsoka just started production. Like, oh, I thought early, they were done. Early. No, um, it says here it has been confirmed that production for Ahsoka won't begin until early 2022. As oh. a result, it's unlikely we'll see the new series. Till at least late 2022, which means I really think it's going to be Mandalorian that's going to wrap up this Mandalorian story. Fair. And Ahsoka is going to kick off the Thrawn story. Mm. It's going to kick mm. off Loni and Favreau's version of the Thrawn series. Yeah, um, that would be so kick out. I only say that because in Mandalorian season two, Ahsoka had showed up and she was like, "Where's Thrawn?" You know, in her little battle right. with that lady. So. I, I really think that Ahsoka is going to start off the Hand of Thrawn series where Ezra takes place of Joris Seaboth. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. And like it's there, there's going to be a, a lot of really cool stuff coming out. But I think Mandalorian season three is going to wrap up whatever story they're yeah. completing here. Like like Boba Fett, this book of Boba Fett is to me now, it's especially Ma- over the it's last Mandalorian 2.5. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it's that's like what the script cool. was written as. You're it's like wrong. the prequel to Mandalorian season three, right? And or two point five, yeah, whatever well, you want well, to call it. Well, who's the actress who plays Fennec Shan? Mingna Wen. Mingna Wen. So when she, I read it uh, uh, an interview about her like three or four days ago, and uh, she said, "Yeah, uh, during the whole filming of this book of Boba Fett, the script said uh, Mandalorian season two point five. She didn't even realize that it was the book of Boba Fett." until she was like three quarters of the way done with her filming. Yeah. And that makes so much Uh-oh. sense because now with these last two episodes, is. this is the, the what like, it is. You know, those memes, the, the one it's like a Tom Hanks movie where the, the <laughs> Somalians are like, this is my ship. Now look at me. This is my ship. Now there's a, <laughs> right. there's a meme where it's uh Mandalorian looking at Boba Fett. Like, look at me. This, see, this is my I'm show the captain now. now. It's my show now. <laughs> yeah. I'm the captain. See me? I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what happened. It just you came in last episode and it was there was no Boba Fett at all. The only thing that we got to see right. from Boba Fett was Fennec Shand. Well, what was the best Not what was the, the best part of Mandalorian season two? All the episodes with Boba Fett. The two, the last two, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, in the one with Luke Skywalker, but I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
and you're you're right so they kind of flipped here flipped the script a little bit on that but this this final episode is going to be the culmination of all these different little mandalorian 2.5 and boba fett storylines so i i don't know it's they've done a really good job so far and even though i know there's been a lot of complaints about like well there's no boba fett this this show is called the book of boba fett and people have been kind of complaining about that but <laughs> i mean who cares the other five episodes with boba fett in it between Mandalorian season two and this, you're complaining about what? You got like two minutes screen time ever in the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this episode especially is just really playing homage to Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi because Boba Fett is just silently standing in the corner while everyone else talks and does the action. The way so, it should be. <laughs> the way it was always intended. <laughs> Boba Fett is um, a man of little words. <laughs> just stands there intimidating. <laughs> right. So I like to read a little summary that I, I, I write these summaries myself. They're really uh, small, but there's never anything on IMDb or I can never find a, a good summary for these a day after we after the show comes out. So I write them. The one that I wrote this week goes like this. There is no better episode of live action Star Wars. <laughs> In a wave of nostalgia, we see the conclusion of last week's Mandalorian Season 3 prequel. We also get to visit an old Tatooinean friend to see what he's been up to. And that friend is Cobb Vanth, who we see immediately at the beginning of this episode when he holds up the pike dudes that are trying to sell their spice. Which I thought, I mean, obviously, like, you're watching and you're like, oh, this is a bad idea. What are you doing? That's, that's that's Cobb Vanth played by uh uh what's Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. He's yeah. fucking awesome though in that. I, I, I mean, know. let's talk about that. Like he's him. he's pretty him. fucking rad he's, in that in that character. Well, he's what well, you said. What he's he's an injustice. Is that what you said, Justin? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. That protagonist. He also yeah, had no. a uh, Santa Clarita diet with uh, Drew Barrymore. If Drew you ever saw that. that show, was great. It really yeah, it was the, the comedy chops on that one for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, he's a really good Western actor. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. this episode is yeah. all about those oh, yeah. spaghetti Western homages. Yep. There are yep. so many it, standoffs. It, and it's then- a Sergio Leone movie. <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I, I can name names, man. Oh, Justified is what it's called. Yeah, oh, Justified. There you go. There you go. The show he was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, but like he, he gets fine. the first scene he walked in there is like, yeah, not in my town. Yeah. I was just so I was like, yeah, not in this town. Kick that chest over. Yeah, it just <laughs> makes a good point. He was also the the deputy in Gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty nine seconds. No shit. Yeah, dude, he was he was. Oh, was he? Yeah, he was the guy that was always the like. The funny little quip oh, would say something. No, 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 no. He he was in there, but uh, Angelina Jolie was in that movie, and so was uh, Benicio del Toro. <laughs> but not not Benicio. Oh, what's his name? Anyway, gone. Nick Cage is in that movie. Gone in yes. six months. There you go. There you go. And and Angelina Jolie. Got it. <laughs> and uh, that's one of the best Nick Cage movies ever. Just yeah, it is one a one. great movie. Let's ride. So <laughs> it was Fast and the Furious before Fast and the Furious. Right. 
Um, and actually, I think we made another Gone in 60 Seconds reference last week when we called the Nabu Starfighter Eleanor because it reminds me of a 69 <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> nice. So, which was, I mean, it was really cool to see it complete in this episode. But back to Timothy Elephant because he has yeah. the best scenes in this whole. Oh, absolutely. Episode. I mean, uh, absolutely. I, well, I guess not, not the best, but mm. the best Western scenes, I would say. There's some really good nostalgic scenes and really good, like, oh, my God, it's Star Wars scenes. But he had the best, like, you know, they, they wanted the show to be a Western and he yeah. made it happen, you know. So are we going to go through the episode like in chronological or can we talk about his Kinda. scene? We can. I mean, we so can. We already we already talked about pointy teeth Squidward, which that being right, right, right. Everyone's seen I, it by I now. I got kind of called out on Twitter the other day, which I apologize. I did look up the rules for spoilers, <laughs> and I was in the wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, I should have waited, waited at least 48 hours or did whatever. Oh yeah. Hours. No, I didn't get banned. Someone was just like, Ooh. I love how people like to call or give spoilers out. And I was like, dude, the episode oh. out for 36 hours, but I should have waited another 12 hours. And then I could have shared that picture of Cat <laughs> Bane that was so epic in this episode, because that's, I mean, one of the best uh, new characters, new characters that we get to see is Cad Bane. And he Absolutely. has a standoff stand with Timothy Oliphant in the end. Which is very mm -hmm. reminiscent to this very beginning standoff. As Cobb Vance, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he like, man, it, him coming in was just incredible. Like I got right. goosebumps with him walking through the. Oh yeah. With his, oh like, yeah. Hat oh yeah. All he needed was like a, a cigarette sticking out of or like a piece of wheat sticking, whatever it is, sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> See, did you know it was him when they first came to that like little small character with the heat lines and mirage? Okay, listen. Let yeah, me yeah, just... yeah. Oh, absolutely. I did do. I'm with you. I did not. So let me just. I'm gonna. I, I was at a friend. So I'm, I was in Nebraska, right? And I was at a friend's house, and I normally watch these shows on a very big TV with surround sound, and like I'm just immersed. It's dark. It's like right. being in a. I'm a I'm, it's like I'm in a movie theater, right? Well, mm -hmm. my friend kind of had a tiny TV, and which is fine. It's fine. I still got to watch it. It's great, but it's a, it's a smaller TV. And, like, I <laughs> I couldn't really see, like, the, the outline on the on the, on the the TV. So, like, as soon as they pan out and you see the, the mirages and the, the water lines or whatever, and you see the figure standing there, I got really excited. And I kind of, like, sat up really quick in, in the couch. And I was like, who is that, right? And then they showed, like, a, a, a closer view. And I, like... I jumped up off the couch and I like, got really close to the TV. Like I was five years old again. And I was like this far away from the screen. And I'm like, is that what I think it is? Oh my God. And I started like, pulling my hair out. And I'm like, oh my God. It's fucking, it's God. And I like was freaking out. And I, I felt kind of bad because, you know, my, my friend, I was like, excuse me while I freak out over Star Wars. I know I haven't seen it in 10 years, but here we go. <laughs> Welcome to my life. And oh, yeah. It just was like a, it was, I didn't know immediately, but as soon as I knew, I freaking knew. And it was so exciting to see him in this, in, in live action and to see him in such a Western setting to be like an actual cowboy. It's how, founder. it's how his character is written. I mean, he's a space mm -hmm. cowboy. He is the space cowboy. Yes. Since Clone Wars. I mean, he is. 
man. Dude, and he's he's voiced by the same guy that voiced him in Clone Wars. Played that's, by a different That's actor. what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, different actor. Same yeah, same voice. Um cool. And and it was perfect. You know, he's a little bit yeah. older, so his skins, I know people complain oh, yeah, about how he's Well, the brim of his hat wasn't big enough and he wasn't blue enough. It's like, dude, he's older. There's a difference between live action and comic book or cartoon and yep. he's a little older. It's not he's not as old as he is in uh uh Bad Batch because he's he way dies older than in, he Bad is in Bad Batch. Bad Batch is no. No, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. die in Bad Batch. Go back and watch it again. We saw well, Bad, 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 Bad Batch happened right after Order 66 though. Yeah, yeah. which is episode 3. This is set in well, Mandalorian's later. Yeah. Let's we'll about So so how did he die in Bad Batch if he's still alive later after Return of the Jedi? You're doing oh, the same okay. confusion I had. Yeah, <laughs> that last shot kick caught up with me. Sorry. Okay, man. That's why, that's why I'm here for you guys. I'm I'm here to remind you. <laughs> but no, it's he's like what thirty years older now, so of course his skin's yeah. going to be a little more faded. Yeah. And who knows? And he's in the desert. His he's getting face. bleached. Yeah, he's <laughs> having a hard time out there. That's why he keeps his head down. He- He's on Tatooine, man. Fuck. Which, yeah. by the way, <laughs> has whole, two like, sons. <laughs> that whole like keeping his his head down as he walks up, like yeah. how intimidating is that? That was how so freaking... Clint Eastwood. Though. Oh yeah. Oh the whole yeah. Whole time I'm watching that scene, I'm like, oh, this is the good, the yeah. bad, the ugly. This is sweet. Yeah. Or fistful yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's the man with no name. Yeah. yeah, and and to Jesse's question, has Filoni ever said who he's based on? He is based on Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And I believe it is from the good, the bad, and the ugly, the exact same character. Yeah, but uh, he just like the the way that he intimidated Cobb Vanth and that deputy and yeah. like the whole town. They had just gotten through a conversation with Mandalorian, with Mandalorian. About, <laughs> about how we're not for sale, we're not going to do Martin. this, and. Of course, Marshall, you know, the Marshall was like, get everyone together. We're going to talk about it and see if we can help. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Cad Bane shows up literally seconds after Mando takes seconds. off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, Cobb Vance shows up and and now you have this town like I've seen stills. I've slowed the, the shot down. Cobb does not that shot anywhere in, in no, the chest. Shot in, the shoulder. in the shoulder. He shot killed. in the shoulder. It, 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 the scene the scene tells you that. You don't even need to slow it down. When, yeah. when the townspeople oh, yeah. come up to him and start like working on him, and you know? Him, yeah. Because if he no, was dead, they, he would be dead. They wouldn't even try. Whereas the deputy, see, this is this is why I love Cad Bane too, because he really chose who he was going to kill in this. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. He was like, I kind of like this Cobb Van. He's a little, you know. He he's he's trying to protect his town. He's right. I don't want to kill him. Like he's he's a good dude. Whereas this deputy over here, I'm gonna shut him up. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, that deputy'd be a problem if if he didn't kill cop if he did kill cop Ben. So right, Ex- it's yeah. one or the other. I mean, if the, the deputy, deputy stayed killed. in the bar, none of that would have happened. Right, right, right. So he shot I the did. sheriff and killed the deputy. He shot the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, and and he took him out too. He didn't like he shot Cobb once, and he looked at the deputy and just pop, pop, three, three times because there's four shots if you listen. It's That's one true. in Cobb and three in in the marshal. That's so- two to make sure you're dead. <laughs> and that and that whole scene, two in the head, one in the one in the heart. The standoff was just so like 
what's going to happen? You know, and once oh, he yeah. pulls his jacket back and shows his gun, it's like, we need a tumbleweed to go through the town. And like, oh, they to do come need a tumbleweed. And, and a tattooing tumbleweed. Yeah, right? <laughs> Someone come out and shut the saloon windows and like, it was just. Start closing shit. <laughs> yeah, it was such a, a perfect setting to introduce Cad Bane as well. Oh, absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, we did. I, I do want to say that at the beginning of, of this season, on our first episode, we had, we had asked the question, who would we want to see come in to Book of Boba Fett? And I think we were all in agreement that Cad Bane would be the most badass character to see come in. Cad, Cad Bane or like Dangar, right? Right. Um, or even Bosk, Bosk something, something yeah. like that. Some, oh, some, Bosk. Other, some other bounty. We might see Bosk in the next episode. I, I think. I think we the will. Way I, think shit's we'll leaning. See, I think we'll see at least one other bounty hunter. On what what about IG eighty eight? Is IG eighty eight still? See, I, I don't think we'll see IG eighty eight because we saw the IG droid in season Mandalorian. I know eleven. And I, I just, I mean, we might just as like a a, a fake out to be. You know, because if it's voiced by Taika Waititi, if if all IG right. droids are Taika Waititi's voice, then they yeah, might do a little fake a out. Right. But I, I think I think at this point, people want to see more of a, a Bosk or a Dengar. And the way that oh, and Favreau write, they're writing to the fans. Dengar would be dope as shit. Yeah. And and they like, I think it's going to be one of those two, Dengar or Bosk, or even both. Who knows? Um, the but Cad Bane, like, like I was they, saying, uh, the they syndicate made... is trying to get the bounty hunters, so it's very plausible. Cad Bane, he, he's a bounty hunter. He works for money, right? Well, and isn't the syndicate like basically made of bounty hunters anyway? I think we saw back in. Uh, I don't Darth know Maul too much about and... the Pikes. That's the they, they the Pikes. No, the syndicate's the Pikes. I know a little bit. I've I've done a little research, <laughs> uh, but they're. They're so oh, rich it? that they hire by bounty hunters as their muscle. That's like true. I guess I didn't uh, think that. I was thinking like the syndicate was a big group of all the different bounty hunters and stuff. Because I don't know the the timeline right now. Back in Clone Wars, when uh, it was like the very last season of Clone Wars, when the one they just released recently, um, there was a scene where Darth Maul was talking to a bunch of different like I feel like syndicate leaders. There was like the he was talking to the guy from Solo. It looked like he was talking to Prince Shizor. Um, and he was, was to, he was talking to a couple other like bounty hunter guild kind of people. I right. think Pike Syndicate was in there as well. So I'm just wondering if it's all if the Pike Syndicate is part of something bigger, like, say, the Crimson Dawn led by none other than Amelia Clark. Right. Like it, I, I'm still on that train where she's gonna pop up at some point and be no, like, I hope she does. Well, 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 if we're thinking if, if this is gonna run the way it is, so we, we still gotta wait until Mandalorian season three to see maybe we don't see Bosk or Dungar till Mandalorian season three. It's true, it's true. Um, and this is this is a good one here. Uh, Jesse asks, Will they use pre established CAD backstory or give him a new origin? I almost almost oh, no. guarantee you. They're gonna they're gonna make a point to bring up the Clone Wars episode where Cad Bane is the one to give Boba Fett the dent in his helmet. 
Cad Bane is the one that shoots Boba Fett in the helmet and gives him mm-hmm. the ten. I can They'll only have a flashback to that. Not a flashback, but there will be some sort of reference where Cad Bane will be like, "If you didn't have that armor, <laughs> you can't right. clone." You know, like right. And and I there'll there'll be some sort of standoff between Boba Fett and Cad Bane, and most likely Cad Bane will get eaten by a Rancor, which I would be totally okay with. <laughs> that is such an epic way to go out as a bounty hunter. <laughs> Do you think they'll go out of canon like that? Because aren't is it isn't Bad Batch canon now? Yeah, but Bad Batch is so long ago. Bad Batch doesn't even matter right now because it was way in the past. Remember, Bad Batch that's is right. after right. it's before New Hope, and Boba Fett is after okay. Return of the Jedi. So Order Sixty Six. Right. Oh, that's right. Cad Bane is is at this tough. point. At this point, Cad Bane is just a, a gun for hire. I would assume. Right, 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 right. Um. You know, and they they actually made a point earlier, if you remember when Boba Fett says to Kersantin, um, or maybe it was Fennec Shan, or he was talking to Fennec Shan, where he's saying, you know, quit working for these people that are going to get you killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And work for me, where we can just run this town. I think that was a foreshadow to Cad Bane working for the Pike Syndicate. He's going to get his killed. Right, yeah. Um, so it's, I, I do, I do believe that Cad Bane is, has been revealed as the Boba Fett boss. Like he is the boss of this season. And I think that the all around, like, like we're going to find out maybe that, that the syndicate is run by a bigger gang and that that gang is the one that owns Mandalore. And that that's what Din is going to have to go fight off with all the other people. I have no idea. They always surprise me. I always make these predictions, and I could write out thousand-word essays like I'm in college again, but it's always going to be wrong. So I like to just kind of, I don't know, I guess enjoy things at this point. Enjoy the moment and quit trying to make yeah. too many predictions. So, yes. Oh, yeah, thanks. Phil. Phil is in the house. Phil was in last week's episode. It was great. He did a great job standing in for, for Justin as a co-host. So, Thank you. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than Cad Bane was awesome. Um, yes. And and every scene with the Marshal was was fantastic. Did you notice? Did you Cad notice Bane. this? Check this out. Did you notice that in the bar of Freetown was the crate dragon rib cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I they did killed? not. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, they what, made the skull very the obvious. Skull, yeah. The skull was oh, obvious, oh, but the rib cage is in the bar, and like you can see. You know, like the middle part of the rib cage is on the ceiling, and then the ribs kind of go off. Come down, yeah, yeah. Now I have really to watch cool. it tonight again. Do it, yeah, do it, because it's there's some. It was pretty cool. Um, so going back to, gosh, I guess there's not much else to talk about other than the the training, right? <laughs> the oh yeah. The, I, okay, <laughs> so <clears throat> last week I said. Um, that uh, the episode with Mandalorian was going to be the only one that we saw with Mandalorian. I thought that it was going to be one spinoff show or spinoff episode where we see what he's doing and then this episode was going to be all about Boba Fett gathering the masses and getting his army together and then we would see Mando come back in the final episode at the he would be like the uh Calvary. Like, like, well, like, after credit scene or some shit. No 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 he'd he'd be he'd be the one to come in like like uh uh 
like Luke did. Freaking Gandalf in, uh, yeah, or like Luke or Two Gandalf towers. in Lord of the Rings, where he comes in with the cavalry down the hill to like, right? You know, you know, kill all the pikes. But, but no, I was completely wrong. So we just get a whole blow, another full blown episode of Mandalorian, of Din Djarin going to see his little friend. Blown away. What did you guys think about? About see, first of all, seeing the complete N one Nabu the Nabu Starfighter because it was complete in its bounty hunter glory. I want to know what he's gonna name it. Oh, I can't wait to get that. <laughs> and also, what did, you think, <laughs> what did you think about focusing more on on that storyline again? Um, Jake. No, uh, well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, see, uh, one thing, uh, especially seeing the uh, finished uh, shift. We'll we'll start with that the 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 muscle car version of your Naboo starfighter. As yeah. soon as as soon as uh, I can't remember her her character's name or the her, the actress's name, but the the mechanic. What is her name? Um, I never remember it. But, but when she says when she says I I took the Astro Mac part out of this Naboo starfighter, and then it pans over to the ship and it's got this bubble. Pelimoto. It, it's Grogu's spot where he's gonna sit in the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even where, like, last the episode, <laughs> I knew I knew he was gonna come back. He's not gonna become a Jedi, unfortunately. <sighs> That's my theory. Well, I mean, and, and and then this episode even made it even more apparent because how it ended, it's like you have a choice, and he's like, mm. they wouldn't put the bubble on that ship if they weren't gonna fucking use it. You're absolutely right, and and I believe we. I mean, that's a silly too. theory, but they had to shut it from the Astromech. Just I think just we mentioned it. Well, you could. Well, why would you put a weird, completely round bubble? Put something aerodynamic on that motherfucker. Because he brings in heads. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's gonna put. It, I can bring in warm, or I can bring in cold. I, how is he going to bring? He's going to bring everyone in cold in that thing. You can't put anything else in it. Yo, he, he has a dark saber. <laughs> you just need a head. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe it fills up. Maybe it's a back to tank for the head. <laughs> Pull a little oh Futurama twist on it. I'm pretty sure we talked about it last week. Where I was like, you know, when in his Deus Ex Machina scene, when Mando would come back in the season finale and save the day. I, w- I was thinking maybe Grogu would be in that seat. Obviously, it was made for him. Like the way, the reason they did it was because it was perfect yeah. to put Grogu in that seat. Like brilliant, yes. right? I just didn't, I didn't think that we would get to see this because I didn't think we'd get to see Luke Skywalker again. Right? Oh, Are you yeah. freaking kidding me? Like, th- like this whole episode, and it's it's all about him. And they, yeah. this Lucasfilm hired the deep fake guy. Um, from so Mandalorian season two obviously brings in Luke Skywalker, and there was a yeah. bunch of controversy about it because some guy had went on and did a better job deep faking on his own. Yeah. Um, the the Luke Skywalker, it's a, it was a YouTuber. His name is Shamuk, yeah. and he's a senior facial capture artist, and he did a better job doing the deep fake than the actual people did at Lucasfilm. So they at, hired at him on. <laughs> so they hired him on to do it again. And it was awesome. Yeah, there was a yeah. couple things with the lip. It's always the lips. The lips always look weird. It's all right. But, but it was great. And I did not expect that at all. The, what we got in this episode, as far as Luke, no. 
is what I believe I wanted from the sequel trilogy. This I will yeah. say it again. Here, man. I I agree one hundred percent. This is our sequel. This is our sequel. This is what. Yeah, yeah. this is what this is what Mark Hamill wanted to do too. Yeah, like he felt screwed as well. And it's they started this brilliantly because it's like four or five years after Return of the Jedi, yeah. which would yep. be twenty five to twenty six years before yep. Force Awakens. That yep. gives you so much room to play in. So much time. Mm-hmm. And I hope Mark Hamill lives to be a hundred because we'll get like. Another twenty hours of him playing Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill had nothing to do with this. Mark Hamill had nothing to do with this episode. I thought he didn't even voice it. Nope. No Are shit. you serious? I swear to God, they they used a, a program that they were able to. They had a, a guy that did like he was very close to his voice and was good at like. Um, Imitating? Uh, God, I need to go find this article again. Imitating. Yeah, yes. even if you even if you can imitate it nowadays, you could change the tone after it's recorded to be exact. I mean, right, and that that's basically the technology there. Yeah, but Mark Hamill didn't have anything to do. He didn't. He, he did speak in the last one, but they did a really good job, and they did a lot of things um, according to like how how they would speak. I was watching a video about it earlier, like. He said a lot. Like there was the, the way that you say home is a lot easier, I guess, when you're when you're using this program. So there's a point in time where he's talking to Grogu and he's like, do you remember your home? Do you remember what they would say back home? And it was like it was just easier for them to incorporate home than it is with any other word. And so there was a couple things that they used to make it sound like uh, Mark Hamill. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Um, huh. But that's almost that's almost disappointing. <laughs> It is. Is it? No, I mean, it is kind of disappointing. I'm horribly yeah. disappointed. Well, hold on. It's cool in one way, but then in another way, it's like, the dude's still alive, and you can at least capture his movement. I mean, you can still portray the actor in, in do, some scenes. Do what they did in Mendo uh, Season 2, where they just have him act and voice it and then digitally alter it. Make right. him look young. Right. I thought that was awesome. He'll need a stunt man because I mean this episode he's like jumping and running and shit. Run, he ain't run, doing that. run, jump. Well, they have, like, like, all, all the close up and dialogue scenes, like he should be doing those. I, I think he should. For the most part. Why, yeah. why wouldn't he? Man, he, he's the one he's the reason we love the character. I mean, give the, the guys some fucking credit. This is such a controversial topic because this is something they didn't want to do with Leia. They could have right. done this with Leia, and they could have done the deep fake thing and and whatever. Well, I don't know. That was that's five years ago. Has technology? I guess, I guess that's kind of true. You know, I, it's it's I gotten better they, in the last five years, yeah. even. Um, Look at Boba Fett. I think this uh, is kind CGI of a, a way of. I think this is a way of them saying we could still do Luke Skywalker without Mark Hamill, and it's going to be okay. Right. And and it's it's a little weird. Once you kind of figure out that he didn't have much to do with it, it is it is a little weird, but it's also at the same time like I've been clamoring for Sebastian Stan to play Luke Skywalker for years. I've been right. wanting the Winter Soldier to play him for a while, and right. I I'm okay with with it going in a di- like with playing a different actor. The guy that played Solo did awesome. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I really yeah. like the Solo movie. The Solo like, movie is good. 
I don't think there was any problem with using a different actor. And and I'm and totally I, cool with it. So with what they're doing now is awesome because now it's like they're they're making the, the Luke Skywalker look like the Luke Skywalker that we've always wanted. Well, and we he's all doing know. things like yeah, you were saying, true. doing the flips and he's bringing yeah. up frogs with his hands and like <laughs> you know, he's <laughs> he's doing these these fun little training things with Grogu and he's like He's like the exact Luke Skywalker that I wanted as, you know, when I found out that they were making another sequel trilogy. I was like, oh, right, right. Do something right. Cool with him. Yeah, I wanted right. him to Absolutely. mimic Yoda. Yeah. 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 Um, the uh, Jesse says it was. No, let's see. They're talking about Chuck Wendig wasn't crea- uh, credited for creating Cobb Vanth, which is a little disappointing. Mm. Phil says that. Um, and it's, he, he also brings up that most comic creators aren't being credited in MCU movies. And there's a lot of things in DC movies and shows that have been kind of called out. I know that, uh, Gotham had an issue with Bill Finger for a minute, um, because they would put Batman created by the other guy. I can't remember the other guy that did it, but they wouldn't give... Yeah, Bob Kane. And it might have been it might have been flipped. It might have been they weren't giving Kane the credit, but they were giving Finger the credit or whatever. Right. Um, but there was a lot of backlash towards that. And and you know, Cobb Vanth in in the aftermath series wasn't really a big I don't remember him being a big part of it. Um, I'll have to read that series again, but I don't I don't think he had a lot of time yeah chuck wendig like made him but then again i'm sure he signs a contract with lucasfilm that says anything that you create is ours mm-hmm. right. right so and that's why we're here to give chuck yeah. wendig all the credit for making an awesome character and and doing a good job with that but i'm also here to give credit to feloni favreau and lucasfilm for bringing timothy oliphant into the front oh into the fuck yeah and making him play Cobb vance because there was no other now i'm There's gonna read that no series and every time I, I read a Cobb vance side story i'm just gonna think of oliphant and and i'm gonna be excited about it you know he he was uh, honestly my favorite character out of uh, uh season two of mandalorian like even more than fennec shane or even boba uh, he it, wasn't even in that one episode I know, but it was just fucking rad with with the yeah. with the dragon and shit. I was like, this is a really cool story, man. And yeah, oh. but but back to Luke and everything else that happens here. First of all, you fly into freaking R two D two, like his his little satellite comes out, and that was yeah. the first time I freaked out at my poor friend's house. Oh man, <laughs> kind of bad for her. But I was like, is that R two? Is that R two? And like, of course it is. Yeah. And and I love how Mando gets out and he says hello friend. Yeah. He always hated droids, but yeah, yeah. likes R2. He, he, he's he's turning he's turning better on droids. That's that character development. Yeah. Who says who says Star Wars <laughs> doesn't have character development? <laughs> um but I love that R2 doesn't trust him and he takes right. him to a he takes him to this to where the Jedi Temple is being built, which by the way is the same Jedi Temple from Last Jedi. It's just yep. not built. I noticed that. I Do you think it's the same way. island? Do you think it's the same island? It's not Octu, no. Okay. It's it they haven't named the planet that they're on yet. Right. I Which thought is, it was Yavin. It honestly looked like Yavin. That's in the books. That's in Legends. It, the hills, it looked like the background. I was I was sold. You're right. You're right. But Wyoming has mountains too, and it doesn't 
you know, it's not, it's not Colorado. So. Rocky Mountains. <laughs> so, no, it's they, – they haven't named it. I looked all over the place to find the name of this planet, but they haven't come out with it yet. So as soon as they do, we'll, we'll let you know. Right. Um, but I thought that was cool that they, especially the spider droids, was really awesome. Oh, yeah, those ants. are cool. A, the ant droids. Sweet yeah, they're like ant droids. Yeah, it's like you type in a, you type in a floor plan, and you're like, go, build. <laughs> build. Do it. Find rocks and build it. Yeah, and I loved R2 was like, build me a bench. Yeah, well, he tells him, I need a bench for this asshole who showed up unexpectedly. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. You build him a bench so he can take a nap, too. Ahsoka will be here in a little bit. I, I like he's like, what is this? Is this a bench? Is anyone here alive? <laughs> yeah. It was great. And and the another just completely unexpected cameo, Mando wakes up to Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Mano standing there. Didn't expect that one. Played by Rosario Dawson. Oh, it's Lover. great, and she does such a good job. Oh, she's perfect. She has like perfect. the arm fold and the little hip push, uh, yep. the poses down. Like she yep. studied the character. Oh, oh, she, yeah, she's done her homework. I'm sure she's I badass. Wish, did you guys notice in the credits that the there's a scene like one of the one of the drawings um, was actually Mando firing his blaster at her. Oh, really? You, you <laughs> I didn't notice see the you see the smoke <laughs> from the blaster curving. So if, if you go back, like I really wish they would have done that. If you would have woken up, blasted at her, and just like, <laughs> and she wouldn't have moved. She would still been sitting there because kind of done that. Like, <laughs> but no, it was I mean that was what a great surprise to see her. We already knew Luke and yeah. Grogu were there because yeah. they were talking, right? We we yeah. saw a glimpse of them talking. Yeah. Yep. And so I assume that maybe it would have been Grogu and Luke, but no, it's freaking Ahsoka, and of yes. course. And she comes in and he goes, what are you doing here? And she says, I'm a friend of the family. I'm a friend of the family. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. The only like, thing that could have made that better was if she called Luke Sky Guy. <laughs> I would have fucking melted. I would have melted. But she does say, you know, you're just like your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I still melted at that too. Pull up my heartstrings, why don't you? Yeah, dude. But but that for you know, I'm a friend of the family. Don't worry about it. What are yeah, you doing? Don't worry about it. You know? Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, and I I love their their whole interaction, and and her giving her giving Mando that that piece of like Jedi lore of like, hey man, yeah, he's already struggling enough as it is. If he sees you, it's gonna make it even worse, even harder. Yeah, and that. That was gut wrenching. That whole scene of of her Mando is just staring at Grogu. He can see Grogu and Luke sitting there at the on the hill, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's right there. He's, he even says it, but he's right he's there. Right like, oh my god, how heartbreaking is that? <laughs> you know, it's it's like going going to find a long lost love. You know that, and and everyone's always told you to stay away or or something, and you're looking at her longingly through the bakery window as she's making donuts. <laughs> <laughs> making the donuts and, and you're just like oh but she's right there but you know it's a bad idea because you want them to live their best life but and, you don't need any donuts well and and i think Mando <laughs> is realizing right there that that he wants grogu to to be to, to be his best person he wants grogu to grow up right. the best way that he can and yeah. to be with his own kind and 
and he knows that Grogu is special and he knows that he can yeah. you know use the yeah, force. He's he not dumb. He needs training. Yeah. yeah. And so I think him him learning a little bit more about Jedi and how they actually are and, and their their religion, I, I think it really hurt because he's Mandalorian and he's got his own religion and he's like fuck like like in the last episode they say you know, but but um, letting go of all attachments and not and not having any loved ones is all part of being a Jedi. And Mando yep. reacts with, "But that's completely opposite of opposite of our religion. Yeah. You know, we're all about but loyalty and, and solidarity. solidarity. Yeah. And and so he goes there thinking that you know Grogu's his foundling. He can he can actually show him that loyalty that Mandalorians show. But Ahsoka gives him that." He's not a foundling anymore. He's a Padawan. What if he's a Padawan now? Or maybe he's a Padawan. And that's what Mando. Says. I think that's what Mando's like, oh God, like he's he's gonna he's living leading a totally different life, and I have to respect that. And I really loved how they did it. You know how how they how they pulled that off because it was again it was gut wrenching, and you could just see it, like you could hear it in Pedro Pascal's voice. His voice cracks when he says, "But he's mm-hmm. right there," like yeah. it's it's amazing and. The, I, I don't know what Filoni and Favreau are thinking, but they're just like, they're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you want you want some emotion in your Star Wars? Well, here you go. Here it is. <laughs> like, this whole thirty minutes of this, you're just gonna cry the whole time. I watched this at my friend's house, and I had to hold it together. When I got home and watched this again yesterday on my big screen with my surround sound in the dark. I could not keep it together. Like there were some things that Luke was saying, do or do not, you know, there's no, try, no, it, yeah, there is no try. <laughs> and, he, and then he's, you know, when, when Grogu gets knocked over, he's like, get up, always get back up. Always you get hear back the up. compassion mm-hmm. in Luke's mm-hmm. voice. And you can hear the training from Yoda coming through. Luke it's Well, it's all Yoda's lines anyway. <laughs> exactly. It's it, such it's a such good an, take on it. Oh yeah. An Empire strikes back vibe, but, but we get so many other vibes in this in this episode, you know, with with Cad Bane, you get that Clone Wars vibe and and uh, Bad Batch vibe with with Mando. You get the Mandalorian vibe with the Naboo Starfighter. You get an episode one vibe with yeah. the Clone Troopers with Order 66. You get the episode three vibe. I mean, this- well, you see, there is a f- hold on. Let's talk about the uh I will, I will help you remember scene with Luke and Grogu. The, the flashback. Yeah, I just spend the whole universe. Let me finish this really quick. They yeah. spend the whole universe with this with this episode, basically, going through all these different things. The Darksaber going to Clone yep. Wars, you know, the like I was saying, the Starfighter, the Order 66, <laughs> which we'll talk about. But you had the Jedi Temple that went to, that kind of was reflecting to Last Jedi. You yep. saw the you saw the ancient Jedi texts at the end of the episode in the behind Luke when he's sitting there. You see the texts sitting there, like, and that's a reference to you know the ancient Jedi texts that you also <laughs> see in Episode Nine. I mean, yep. this this episode spanned so much of Star Wars. Tatooine, for one, I mean that's just doing a New Hope. Empire Strikes Back was sprinkled all through this episode return of the jedi with boba fett not saying anything and only being in it for three seconds i mean (laughs) there was a reference to every single movie the speeder that the pikes use in the beginning is from freaking solo yeah yeah everything it just spans the whole universe and i loved it but yes let's absolutely talk about the order 66 because 
Luke putting his hand on Grogu and making him remember was excellent. What did what did you really like about that, Jake? Uh, well, it's not what I liked about it so much that it was interesting because, I mean, I, I'm a pretty big Star Wars fan, but I'm like, uh, in those flashbacks, are they trying to reference? Uh, there's three Jedi in that in that scene, right? Right. And it looks like it's two. Maybe Padawans or something like that, older Padawans, and then a, and some sort of a young master. And I'm like, are they trying to reference any specific Jedi? I'm not hip to. I don't, I don't think so. Or was I, it just I, a random, you know? I think it was. I think it was more just kind of random. Um, and there was I was watching some videos that made some pretty good points about R two D two being the one that would actually that's that saved grogu because oh the clones didn't really yeah the clones didn't really go towards grogu they didn't say get the kid they said move forward well no anakin killed all the fucking younglings is what happened correct maybe grogu is stuffed away somewhere else yeah he looks like he's trying to get hidden right or he's being where would he fit Where, where would grogu fit Where's the perfect place for Grogu to fit? R2 has in machi- machinery in him. So, yeah. did we not see Grogu stuffed inside the Razor Crest trying to put cables together? Mm. All right, all right. That's oh. a good theory. Hang yes. on. I see what you're poking at, man. I like it. I think that's a good theory. And like, I think, I'll, I'll prove think that. I'll prove Grogu's your theory is even eye. more right. You know the the episode of uh, Clone Wars, the whole uh, stupid ro- uh, droids go out with that uh, general. Yeah, he fits inside the astromech. Yeah, there you go, yeah. evidence. Yeah. Um, I, I need to get some of these comments here. I've been kind of passive. I got really, really passionate there for a second. I'm well, sorry. Well, well, hold on. To to <laughs> to agree with your theory, I've always thought, and this is this is when we only had six movies. No spinoffs, no episodes seven through nine, no TV shows. I always thought Star Wars universe was really it's told through R two and C three PO, man. It's well, that's, that's it's their version of the see. events that happened, right? And that's I mean, that's, that's a very old theory. And it, it was kind of like he he you start with the droids; those are the first mm-hmm. characters you see are the droids. Mm-hmm. And it always kind of went through their eyes, you know. Like obviously we get right. new characters, but I mean, a New Hope was basically all about those droids. Yep. I cared more about C three PO and R two D two than I did than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know what happened to that little beep beep droid, you know? All right. But the one who's fucking cussing and getting beeped out the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Jesse says, "Okay, but Grogu was there while Yoda was there, so like they had to have met, right?" I would think so. Right. Yes. And. As Luke said, right, and Luke said he was helping him remember. So I think that us getting a little glimpse into this Order 66 was him starting to remember. And Luke even says that he's starting to remember. That's why he was jumping so elegantly, like so quickly. Like he's he's jumping around like like little Yoda out there, dodging yeah. that little ball. And it was awesome. It's and sort so, of like he, uh Cal Kestis's training in uh the new game. Where he, yeah. here he knows how to do everything, he has to remember what, like, really had that connection to the force, right? right. And I think, I think that we're gonna see more of Grogu's memory as time goes on. Like, I think he'll start remembering. I hope more, so. Like, 
and we'll get a little bit more of those flashbacks. And there will probably be a time where Yoda's involved, you know, and and we'll probably we'll probably actually figure out Grogu's backstory at some point because all of us are. You mean even just Yoda's backstory? Like, what is what is he? Where is he from? Because that's still not even a canon thing. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. So High High Republic is set, I think, two or three hundred years before the Old Republic, and Yoda's like he's like a teenager, teenager, but he's like a twenty-year-old basically. Yeah, he's like two, three hundred years old at that point. Is this like nine hundred or something at Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Yes. So he would have been a little. And actually, now that I think about it, I think High Republic is set six hundred years beforehand or something. It's he's because he's really young. He's got like long hair and stuff <laughs> it's pretty sweet um but check that out because there's a little bit of yoda backstory there um, okay and let's see so so let's i wanted to go back here a little bit um philip said uh he still hopes that ashley Eckstein gets to play ahsoka in flashbacks in her series i would love that i would love to hear the voice like hear right voice you know because as you get older your voice gets you know deeper a little bit more and yeah. stuff like yeah. Even even outside of puberty, even you know when you get into your thirties, forties, fifties, it's going to get deeper. So I think they could pull that off. Yeah. Um, Jesse also Mine. says if someone gets called Sky Guy on the show, he's done. I would also agree. <laughs> I hated that. Um, Phil says he loves seeing Luke as a first year teacher, which I, I yeah wholeheartedly it, it, it agree. So, that, that. so 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 is that is that the same temple, same planet, and temple that? We see in flashbacks in episode seven and, and eight, eight and nine, and eight. yeah, yeah, with Ben. Yep, it's mm-hmm. so it's the same temple. So is that supposed to be yeah. the same? Okay, yep. just making sure. I mean, I figured this so, but he's building or they're building that temple. So after Ben takes down that temple, Luke exiles himself to Ak Two, that that right. hidden planet right, right, way right. off in the outer rim. So, yeah. so this. <laughs> yeah, wherever it is. Um, but this is like before, obviously before, you know, he's just yeah, built, yeah. like as, like Ahsoka said, you know, Grogu will be his first student. You know, there. this is going to be where the new Jedi Temple is. Right. And just uh, all, all of those things, all the different like lessons that Luke gave to Grogu was so awesome because he is a master Jedi now. Mm-hmm. And and he, he's the only one. He's a no, he's not the only one. All right, that's fair. Ahsoka, I mean, Ahsoka's not a Jedi anymore. She's not a Jedi anymore, but she's way stronger than Luke is. Yeah. Is this like during her fulcrum, or is this after fulcrum? Way after. Way way after. after. Okay, so she's super fucking strong, man. Yep. Did you you watch Rebels? You watched Rebels? Uh, Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I I don't think I've watched all the episodes, but damn near. Did you get to the... the point in the the force where they go back in time and alter shit yes okay um so i'm pretty sure that one of the very last scenes of rebels was ahsoka taking sabine under her wing yeah and saying we're gonna go find ezra yeah which that was set years after rebels like it was way long after so Sabine's got to be around somewhere. Right. And then there was also the Hera Syndulla, um, who's got to be around somewhere. Yeah. Her, that was... her, her ship is in uh, episode nine. 
Yeah, a ghost-like yeah. ship right. is in episode nine. Yeah, a ghost-like ship. Yeah, but I don't think. Uh... Anyway, we're getting off topic a little bit. Um, Philip says, "Master by default." Ahsoka is. I, I would agree. Master by default. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And if Ahsoka convinced Luke that the Jedi need to end, then was Last Jedi the best movie in the sequel trilogy? I'm about to ban you from the chat. Mm. <laughs> no that that actually brings up a really good point um to be honest with you and i i don't think that would make the last Jedi the best best movie in the sequel trilogy i still i still watch last jedi i still enjoy all of star wars I, it's not my favorite me. movie it is not my my ideal way of treating luke skywalker of of doing that whole thing but but this series here these is making up tidbits, for it is absolutely making up for it and we might be able to see a little bit more of that backstory to make it make sense hopefully a chunk make it make sense Let, let's get a luke skywalker fucking limited series on disney plus i know right that'd be so awesome <laughs> i think he's just gonna show up every once in a while he's just gonna be around I like the cameos. I'm totally cool yeah I, i'm totally cool with them kind of going away from him and focusing on other characters right you like all the other characters in star wars and i would love yeah. to see them in action you know um gosh let me see if i have any other notes here i'm trying what to... were your guys's reaction when luke busted out his lightsaber and started giving grogu the the kendo was... stuff oh. <laughs> i thought it was a little funny i was like is he about to cut this little guy what's going on <laughs> <laughs> kind of, that's another episode three reference right there. That was a total Skywalker moment where he lights his lightsaber in front yeah. of the young one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, man, you guys need to be taken out because you, you're just killing kids, man. <laughs> lightsaber all willy-nilly over here. But I, I thought that was a cool scene because Grogu kind of got to see some some lightsaber work while he was focusing on the Force himself. Like, he was standing all one right. on that bamboo stick or whatever. And Right. Luke was just kind of he was doing his own little training, I think. And I liked I really liked right. him because he man, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna get to see some Luke Skywalker actual lightsaber action back on Tatooine here in this thing. Right. Episode. I, I think uh, gonna be sick. To talk about that scene in a, in another way as well, it, that was a good part in the episode that could have been a montage of I mean, more it training. Was a montage. Yeah, but it was only like a two camera same moment montage. Like they didn't go yeah. through like, you know, I don't know. But it, yeah. it was a weird scene. I thought it, it, it did it need was. a eighty song in the background. <laughs> We're gonna right. have a montage. So, montage. Well, and it's funny because I've always brought up that every single episode of any of these live action shows has some sort of freaking montage. In it. <laughs> this one didn't really have one. It was more just the, the little bit of a training, training right. montage. But so Jesse says his first student would be Ben, if not Grogu. Right? No, wrong. Um, ben wasn't born until like a few years after the Jedi Temple was built, so he would have had a couple other students after Grogu. I would assume. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll go into that. You know, I'm sure they'll have I, actually. Maybe Ben is. Because we okay, let we've already kind of talked about it, but we all know Grogu's gonna take the armor no. and not the lightsaber. And and I think I think actually his first actual student will be Ben after Grogu. That would fit the timeline, don't you think? I don't think we're gonna Maybe. get an answer until Mando Maybe. three. Maybe. Okay. 
I don't know. I guess I guess we'll find out. It would I guess it would make sense, but I don't know. Um, I do like the thought of Grogu having Mandalorian armor and the Darksaber. Like, how cool would it be if Grogu comes out and picks up the Darksaber and he just, like, starts swinging it around and Mando's like, how do you do that? It's so heavy. And Grogu's like, well... And, like, five times your size. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not going to happen. But it would be cool. Did you guys think it was going to be that chainmail? Yeah. 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 When it... Last episode, uh, the very last scene of when they were even making anything, you see the little rings drop, and it's like that slow motion drop of the little rings. I'm like, well, he's going to make chainmail. I think Phil and I made a Mithril reference last week, a Lord of the Rings. Oh, Mithril, yes. Yeah, because that's basically what it is. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Mandalorian Mithril. Yep. Mandalorian (laughs) Mithril. When he holds it up, it's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Anything. He, he put it on and it's still a dress <laughs> All right. or a muumu um oh can i i'm j- just remembering this uh jawas are hairy apparently how oh, long yeah. have you motherfuckers <laughs> been trying to think what a jawa looks underneath those robes just like uh, do they have skin are they hairy are they green are they purple like what they're they're desert ewoks yeah with robes. Is ding, that ding, what you think? Ding, 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 and, and, ding, and you know, you know, this episode when Mandalorian comes back to Tatooine and flies over the, uh, the, the, their fucking earth thing with a skull on it. Sand and their hands. Are, yeah. Sandcrawler with the, what's the, the, what, the, what dragon? Great dragon. Great dragon on the top. And their hands are pointing out, and you can actually see their wrists, and there is fur. Mm-hmm. I, that's, a, that's the yeah. first time I've seen anything, because normally they have gloves on, and you never yep. see them with their arms stretched out. Like, yep. Sandy walks. Sandy walks. Well, why are their eyes red? Are they just wearing goggles? Are those? Is that their sunglasses? Right. Uh, Man, you know, these, you, guys are, you guys in the chat are making a <laughs> good eyes. Again, if you're listening on pod in podcast land, join us in the chat on Thursday. Actually, next Thursday will probably be our last one for a little bit. But Jesse and uh, and Phil are making good points over here that if Ben is actually his Luke's first student, it would make that whole situation a lot harder to handle for Luke. Um, especially like if Grogu turns him down, you know, because now because now Luke has already been denied, right? So, so first, so the first girl that he fell in love with, like broke his heart. Right. And then the next girl that he fell in love with tried to kill him and everyone that he loved. And so I I would probably shun myself to, uh, to To Nebraska too. Right. (laughs) Space Nebraska. (laughs) That's a good one. That was a good one. Funny. Um, but it's, it's, it's all, it's all up in the air, I think. And and there's so many ways they can go with it. And I'm super excited to see where they actually go. Because it, it can, right. again, it can go anywhere they want. But Right, yeah. I uh, I don't think I have many other notes. Do you guys have any notes? Um, any, did you left? Did you go through, we kind of randomly went through shit, but like, you did the Boba's bounty, so that's favorite new character. So, so we're so we, is that where we're we at? If we didn't have any more notes, I was just going to start our segments. All right, um, let's, let's. I don't have any other notes. 
So uh, this one's stupid and random, but the third time watching the episode when they're going through the pseudo montage of uh, Luke and Grogu's training, I don't know why, but do you know the song uh, uh, Seagull Stop It Now? The bad lips. Yes. I was singing that well, in my head the whole time. Look it up. I'll mute it's you. funny. I'll mute you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it. You'll know it as soon as you see it, Jake. I guarantee it. Uh, text run, it to me run, after the episode run, and I'll listen around. to yeah, it. could be a backpack on. Huh. No. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so. All right. If if we're all if we're all good on the episode, this was a wonderful episode. And and I mean we could go on for hours about how great this thing was, but obviously we can't. And I would like to get into the segments because we do have some cool stuff to talk about there. And I just, man, only a few more days and we get to see the conclusion of this. And I have a good feeling that it's going to be. I can't fucking wait, but I know I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for another fucking 12 months. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that being said, let's go into our first segment, which is. He's no good to me dead. He will not be permanently damaged. That's right. It's Boba's Bounty. It's that part of the episode where we choose our favorite new character, droid, or alien that was introduced in this week's episode of The Book of Boba Fett. So let's start with our guest, Jake. What was your favorite new character, droid, ship, whatever, that came into this week's episode? Uh, It was towards the end of the episode, and it was Cad Bane. Uh, I know some people have some caveats. Uh, The brim of his hat wasn't big enough. He wasn't blue enough. Whatever. I still think it was awesome, and it was perfect for his character. Absolutely, I would agree. That was Justin, my. What about you? Uh, the Finnish Naboo starfighter. It was just. Yeah. I, I, well, obviously, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to go on my rant. But to see the scoop on it and the, all the plates on it and how like badass and aerodynamic it was, yeah. I was just so impressed. And it has like a hum to it, just like a muscle car. And I guarantee you, they, they probably uh, mimicked the sound and changed it a little bit. Almost sounds like a pod racer. You, yep. You're right. Yep. <laughs> um, that Both good choices. I think mine this week, man, it's, it's hard to choose. But this is the Boba's Bounty, and it's the new characters, droids, or aliens introduced to this particular show. It doesn't necessarily have to be introduced to the entire Star Wars universe. I'm going with Luke Skywalker because it was great. It was great to see him again doing his thing and being the Jedi that we all know and love and wanted to see at the very beginning. So it was, it was good to see him. It was great to see Cad Bane. I mean, I'm, I, I hope he doesn't die in the next one. I hope to God that they don't kill him off because He's too good of a character to kill off so quickly. And God, and you want to keep that space western theme going and Mandalorian and stuff? You you can't kill him off. Yeah. Yeah. Although I I think I think Dave Filoni knows better. (laughs) He might, but he also might be like, well, we'll just kill off Cad Bane because Thrawn is coming, and all of you little Star Wars nerds are going to cream your pants. (laughs) We can't have two blue people at the same time. Right. That's (laughs) probably the thought process there. So. Yeah, no, but but great picks, guys. That was good for Bubba's Bounty. That one usually goes fairly quickly. I also thought I was going to pick the spider droids because those were pretty cool. They were pretty um, cool. And their introduction where, like, that's holding the rock coming up the hill. Um, 
where you're like, oh my god, are they making rocks float right now? No, it's just a droid. The build up and let go. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but excellent, great picks. So let's get on to our next segment, which is That's right. It's the Sarlacc Killer scene shot. Sarlacc Killer. I always get that confused. I swear to God, Instagram. It's always different because I go, I go post these shots on Instagram throughout the week, Instagram and Facebook and stuff, so you guys can all look at it. If you're listening in podcast land, you can actually follow us on Instagram at Twist My Arm Podcast, and you can see the shots that we pick. I pull these from each episode, and I will post them throughout the week. Um, but we will start with Justin this week. You know what? What? Yeah, let's start with Justin because I have a, I have a couple that I want to go through. To be I have a couple. Yeah. I didn't know I could choose more than one. Uh, no, you know, it's not your podcast, it. man. You know, I, I did it because a I wanted to, and b I wanted to. So we're gonna start with <laughs> Justin's shot here, and it's at the thirty-four minute and thirty-four second mark. Go ahead and tell us about this scene, Justin. Uh. So this is right after I could confirm it was Cat officially because you could see his blue face, his whole uh, uh, cowboy outfit. And to see the shot over the shoulder of Cobb Vanth, I thought it was just really cool cine- uh, cinematography. Um, overall, it was just fun. It's just Cat badass walking and ready to talk some shit and lay down the line. And then them to have that suspenseful duel, well, almost duel, but that was that was one of the coolest shots for me. Yeah, I uh, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, it was it was a good it was a good shot. Uh, you and you and Jake actually had very similar shots for the most part. Um, it was funny because when you guys sent me your time codes, I was like, well. They're 10 seconds apart, so I guess I'll allow It's a totally it. different vantage point, though. <laughs> yeah. Bird's eye. And yours and, and Jake's actually comes in at the 34 minute and 44 second mark. Yes. Again, it's it's the more panned out version of the standoff. Tell us a little bit about this. It, it's the wide shot, and you got both of them kind of kind of staged as far as uh, like, like any kind of Western shootout at high noon you know or like in the movie high noon um and, and you get a little bit of the, uh, the what's that most Pelego? is that the town it's free town, town. No, but it was, free town it was, uh, now it's free most town most Pelego. Pelego. yeah yeah and i just thought it was a cool shot i was like like we compared a lot of this to like the spaghetti westerns good bad and the ugly and fistful of dollars and stuff so i'm um, when this shot comes in it's right when it starts and it, it yep it goes from basically the shot we just saw to this. And right when this would hit it, you would hear the, <laughs> you see the tumbleweed come in. Yep. Yep. You know, you like, this is when the whistles should start. Like they should have done some sort of a whistle sound or something like, or like a droid whistle or something, you know? Oh, that would oh, be perfect. <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness. Like, like, a, like a, missed opportunity that you know, or something like, cause it's like, what the fuck, you know? And it, I just thought it was cool because it showed all the other shots of this town and the other two episodes we've seen it in. 
it's all up close shots. This is kind of far off, and you get kind of an idea of like, oh, this is like a one horse or or one speeder town, you know? Right. <laughs> that's that's great. I I love that. Um, and Jesse mentions it is it's high noon, almost no shadows. Yeah. How great is yeah. that? How great is yeah. that? Which is impressive for a world with two suns. Good one. Good call out. Right. It's high double noon. <laughs> um, great shots, guys. So my pick, uh, I had to get away from the Cad Bane stuff, although I really wanted to pick the close-up. I did share it on Twitter, and that's the one that I got yelled at for. Um, <laughs> so I didn't pick that shot this time. I actually picked a shot that came in at the 24-minute and 47-second mark. And it is the scene. Oh, it's very nice. brief. It's, it's very brief, but it's when Grogu is looking back to mom and dad, basically. Yeah. He's like, hey, did I do good? And it's Ahsoka <laughs> standing there. And man, nice. what an amazing, like this, this shot just kind of brings out the feels for me, yeah. you know, with, I, I always love the Jedi. I was always about the Jedi and like, and their stuff. I, I always wanted to be like Luke and, and whatever when I was a kid. And so, this just kind of makes me feel like a kid again. And and especially knowing Yoda and his story and, and the Empire Strikes Back training montage and stuff like that. Um, seeing it be reversed where Luke is the oh. is the master and you know, baby Yoda is the the trainee like Padawan. It's it was just so cool. It was just such an awesome I don't. I can't even describe it. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words at these scenes, it's, <laughs> especially with, again, bringing back the "I'm a friend of the family" and you look so much right. like your father and those, those things that Ahsoka said to Anakin. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great, and and I absolutely loved this brief shot. This, this happened for like maybe a second. You really don't see it right. very long. What was the and time quote on that one? Twenty four forty seven. 2447. All right. And then, you know, I, I had a couple shots. So my other one was 2904. Oh, yeah. I almost picked that. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And especially with the with the ship right here and the Jawas all like like screaming at him like they're little kids on a bus trying to get a, a trucker <laughs> to honk his horn, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a fun little scene. And the and the crate dragon skull is just epic. It's crazy. Like, that's Those huge. tiny little Jawas are like, look what we got, Wootini! Like, <laughs> how, how great is that? And then the other shot that I wanted to pick that I had a hard time choosing from was forty-one twenty-two. It is yes. The- oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. was my yeah. second one. <laughs> Luca is giving uh, Grogu the choice, and in the back here on these shelves, I think there's another scene on the shelf back here where you can. Oh see yeah, the books. Yeah. Um. But yeah, those those were my my shots for. <laughs> Those are good. All good. Killer shot, and I we don't normally pick more than one, but I could not, I couldn't choose. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah. The fourth time watching, getting everything set up today, I was like, I don't even know. Like I saved a bunch, I saved all three of those, and was like, I don't know which one to pick, so I'm just gonna pick all of them. Fair. But great, great episode, great shots, guys. Those those were great picks. I will post those on Instagram for those of you guys listening on Podcast World. Follow us on Instagram at twist my arm podcast. And you can find uh, you'll, you'll be able to see the shots that we shared. So um, let's move on to our final segment, which is kind of my favorite one. Eh, It's my second favorite one, but it is. (laughs) 
the Tuscan Raider. That's right. This is the part of the episode where we rate the current episode of the Book of Boba Fett, and that would be episode six. Um, gosh, I just freaking lost the name. Oh, I was trying to be smooth about it. Out from the desert comes a stranger. Thank you, notes. <laughs> um, I know Justin's rating, and I know my rating. I don't know Jake's rating. Jake, what is your rating for this week's Boba Fett episode out of 10? A 10. You're giving yeah. it a 10. 10, out of, 10 out of fucking 10, man. It was pretty rad. Wow. Justin, what are you giving it? Oh, 10. It a had 10. nostalgia. It had uh, extra characters. It tied loose ends into it. It left questions for Mandalorian season three. Like, awesome, awesome episode. Justin, ask me what I'm giving this episode. 10. 10. Yeah. This is the first perfect episode of season three of quest me i'm gonna i'm gonna put some some sound effects in there to you know this is a Pow, zing, you, guys, you guys are a part of the first hundred percent a plus plus episode of the book of boba fett um we've we've had some really good episodes this season but i completely agree with you guys this is by far not just the best episode of book of boba fett but the best episode of live action star as a star wars super fan the best episode of star wars live action that we have had so far i mean you yep. we had everything we had nostalgia we had luke we had the force we had jedi we had boba fett we had the mandalorian we had skulls we had a standoff we had Bad bane we had everything that we wanted in this episode we, we had, had we, didn't we had one-eyed frogs even we didn't even talk we didn't, about we didn't even the, talk about the one-eyed frogs or the mobster bombing freaking the bar yeah yeah we, lo we I, lost all those well, characters at the bar with the some, well some of them, them. yeah that, does that mean max rebo's is gone no he's not in that <laughs> shot i did some extensive research and max rebo is not dead he this is, is day very, off very much alive it's fine no, he's doing something else or he's part of it he's part of the syndicate but no that that was a really sad scene too seeing uh seeing her kind of seeing that whole building just get blown up but that's what's going to cause this this war. You know, Boba Fett's going to be pretty pissed and he's going to oh, yeah. rain down. But anyway, fucking awesome. 10 out of 10 all across the board. 100%. I'm excited mm -hmm. about that. I'm excited that you guys are here to share the first uh, perfect episode of Quest Me Season 3. We did not have a single perfect episode in Season 2. I believe there might have been one perfect episode in Season 1. I have to go back and listen. I don't remember. Um, but this is great. First one, season three. There might be another one next week. We'll wait and see. No idea. But let's uh, let's give some plugs, Jake. Where can people find you? Where can they find your band? Um, um uh, <clears throat> Lost Relics is the name of the band. Lost Relics. Uh, you could just Google us. You know, everything will come up. Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, Facebook, anything. It'll, it'll all come up. So Excellent. And I will definitely have links to all of your uh, Lost Relics things in in the... It's not very Star Wars-y. <laughs> yeah, but you're here. You're the guest. And, and I need to make sure that people that are listening get to go listen to your music. It is very metal. It is very doom. It is very... It's, it's very... It's very good. But it is for a, a certain a certain crowd, for sure. Like, we call I, it I, I really enjoy we, it. But. We call it Denver Dirt Rock is what we call it. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right. <laughs> and again, it is it is very good music. Um, but it's it it might be a little for some of the listeners out there, it might not be your cup of tea, but go ahead and give them a listen anyway because yeah. it always helps the numbers. Yeah, um sure. Justin, you don't like people knowing how to get a hold of you. So if you need to get a hold of Justin, <laughs> you can email us at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, twistmyarm.net, and there is a little section there to email us any of your comments, concerns, ideas, or anything. If you'd like to be on an episode of any of the podcasts, uh, podcasts on the network, hit us up there um, and uh, we can we can get a conversation going. Um, once again, you can find me on Twitter at twistmyarmcast. Um, and that, that's about it. Facebook, just search Twist Barn Podcast. You can listen to us anywhere podcasts are heard. Thanks, everyone, in the live chat today. Philip, uh, Jesse, it was great to see you guys. I am curious to know if you guys would like to come into the season finale next week. Let me know because I know you guys will have some. I might. Say, if, I, so. if I'm not, uh, if we do it on a Saturday again, we, maybe. We can have up to 10 people in these streams. And I for season finales, so I would chaotic. love it if, if anyone could come in. <laughs> I would. I could make sure that we could. We could handle it. I, I would just mute everyone until I ask someone a question. There you go. <laughs> but no, it would. Any anytime anyone wants to come in for a show, definitely hit me up. Um, I am thinking about. I know last last night on Sudden but Inevitable, which by the way, check out Sudden but Inevitable podcast. We or rewatch. We are this this year this season talking about the live action Cowboy Bebop. We go live every Friday, and last night I was talking a little bit about just just me and in, in general and and kind of what's going on and i know that after next week there is going to be a little bit of a break for quest me but i am definitely thinking about depending on when obi-wan starts i'm thinking about doing season four as the first season of mandalorian because those of you that have been longtime listeners know that we started this show on season two of the mandalorian then yep. went to bad batch and now we're at book of boba fett so it would be cool to kind of go back to the roots of this live action story and 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 review mandalorian season one so we'll see how that goes there's a lot of things going on around the network um a lot of things going on with everyone personally around the network so there's you know, there's some lulls there's some pauses there's some little breaks but we are still here and if you follow us on all those socials you will be able to interact with us and we'll let you know anytime that we go live or any of that stuff. so yeah i want to thank everyone for listening to quest me my name is josh my name is jake i'm justin and we will talk at you next week. May the force be, be with you.